Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Michael. How much income can you draw from $100,000 of retirement savings, Dallas? Thanks, Michael. This was, uh, I guess, a more practical podcast for me. Normally, I'm just spouting <laughs> about philosophical things and the psychology of money and all sorts of you know things like that. But Topics like, what is the point of it all? <laughs> really uh, deep uh, psycho- <laughs> Frederick exactly. Nischke type, uh, psycho- psychological discussions. Yeah, no, so you're, 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 you're renowned for. So. Yeah, I've gotten more into your wheelhouse here with something a bit more practical, a bit more um, nuts and bolts. So, what I was talking about here is um, so for a lot of people, they think of their retirement savings as one big bucket. And, and so, you know, for example, if you want to draw $100,000 a year in retirement income forever and a day, you probably need, we've talked about this before, you probably need about 20 times that figure. So you probably want about $2 million. If you want to draw $50,000 a year, you probably need about a million dollars, those sorts of things. So that's what I would, um, that's, that's sort of the bucket of money that I think of as you're really treating that as you don't want to run that out. You, you really, the reason why you only want to draw out that 5% figure is because you don't want to run the risk of running that money out. So you, you need to be able to draw, if it's the 100000 that you need to live the lifestyle that you want, you need to be able to draw that every year for the next 30 years is, is sort of our uh, expected life expectancy for, for a couple in retirement. Now, for a lot of people though, when you're retired, your income doesn't stay the same for the whole 30 years that you're retired. Like most people that we talk to have things, particularly in that first five to 10 years of their retirement that they really want to do. You know, a lot of it is travel. So most people I would say that we talk to, 80, 90% plan to do some travel in retirement. And so if you're looking at retiring at 65 and, and you know, you really want to, uh, I think, treat it as this, there's really two buckets of money here. There's there's your retirement savings that you, you go, okay, we're going to draw out the amount of income that we need forever and a day out of there. We want to go and travel and do some do some more of those sorts of fun things in the first five to ten years. You almost want to have a separate bucket of money that you that you intend to run down over the first five, ten years of your retirement mm-hmm. or, or potentially a bit longer. That the point of it is to fund some of those expenses that you know aren't going to go on forever. And mm-hmm. so on a very practical basis here, what I've just looked at is if you had $100,000 of extra retirement savings, how much income can you draw out of that with a view to running it down in those early years of, re- of retirement? So um, have I explained at all there what, I, what I'm talking about with this $100,000? So the $100,000 is a fluid figure. So what I mean, what I take out <laughs> yeah, of that yeah, yes, yes, is exactly. that um, in this example, yeah. $85,000 of that is going to be money that you need to generate as an income forever and a day. But $15,000 of that is travel, for example. Yep. Or it could be travel. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and that's yeah. going to taper off at some stage. Yep. So, yeah. At, at 75 or yep. 78, so, so you, you're it. unlikely to be traveling overseas and things like that. You may be, that's but you're unlikely to be 
traveling overseas. So yeah. from the from the yeah the core living expenses that you may have as a couple, yep. um, let's call it eighty five thousand dollars in this example. Then yep. you need a pot of money that's going to support that to, to support that Which and never run out. About one point seven million on average. However, you have the fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. Whilst you never want to run money out yep. for the sake of running money out. Yeah. You can say, okay, I've got a separate pot of money here, yep. and I'm only going to travel for X amount of years. Now, mm-hmm. if I can, if I can take my fifteen thousand dollars a year in travel from this pot of money, yep. um, if it does run out, yep. that's okay, that's okay. Yes. because that's going to my ability to travel, my yep. desire to travel, yep. uh, is going to taper off at some stage. And that's a so that's a really good example of. Um, because we've talked about this many, many times in the podcast about how much income do you need in retirement, and mm. we sort of talk about it as though it's it's a set figure, and that's not the reality. Is, is you know, like you just said there, if if you if eighty five thousand is kind of what you need to meet your basic living expenses plus yeah. your your basic discretionary spending, and so it's not gonna that that's kind of the lifestyle that you want to be living forever and a day. That's fine, but it's it's normally like you just said there. You might also say that well, for the first say ten years of retirement. Maybe I'd like to spend an, an extra fifteen thousand dollars a year on on overseas trip, whether that's a, a small trip every year or a thirty thousand dollar trip every couple of years. Like, so this is a very common a uh, common thing. So, and that's like you said, the the two types of income line up with two different buckets of money. So if someone said to me, I, I really I really don't want to spend any less than eighty five thousand dollars a year. That's kind of my core living expenses. Um, I would basically say, okay, well. To provide eighty-five thousand dollars a year worth of income, we need about one point seven million dollars. Is is sort of the the target of what we'd need in retirement savings to to spit out that eighty-five thousand every year, mm. and we treat that as as one bucket, and we go, okay, that that is not. We're not going to be pulling more than that out on a regular basis. We we need to allow that to grow. We just pull the eighty-five thousand dollars out of there. Now, if those people also said, separate to that eighty-five thousand in the first say. Um, 10 years we want to go and travel we want to go and do some of these things the calculation becomes very different there because you're not you don't necessarily need that extra fifteen thousand dollars you don't need it to last for the next 30 years you just you just need it to last long enough to fund those those sorts of trips so as you said here the hundred thousand dollars is a fluid concept but uh, what i just wanted to do as the example is is you know in that case if you got to the 1.7 million dollar mark and you said okay that's going to allow us to draw the $85,000 a year forever and a day and we know that our, our income needs are taken care of. If we were to build up an extra $100,000 of retirement savings, how much income could we draw out of that for how long to be able to fund some of these, mm-hmm. some of these extra expenses? So what are the figures, Dallas? Well, well Michael, the, <laughs> uh, some examples. So again, if you drew $5,000 out of your $100,000, that would last you for, for your whole retirement. On average, mm. and again, these, there's no guarantees here, but on average, that would last you 30 years of your retirement. Now, like we said, though, if, if your plan is that you don't need that to last forever, you could draw $10,000 a year out, and that would last, on average, somewhere around 13 years. Mm. So, now, just when I, to clarify, with a lot of these assumptions, I'm just working on um, a, a 7% rate of return in retirement, mm. um, the reality is it doesn't quite work this neatly because 
when you have a, a variable rate of return, which you would have, you'd have to have that money invested in a fair bit of invested in companies to be able to get a seven percent rate of return. Mm. So you're not going to get a nice, neat seven percent rate of return every year, and depending on the sequence of these returns, it it will be a different thing. But it's just ballpark numbers to get you thinking about this. Is that so? If you said, you know, you're retiring at 60, 65, for example, and you wanted to spend ten thousand dollars a year on on a holiday every year, if you're able to build up that extra hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars in retirement saving, you would be able to draw that ten thousand dollars a year out for thirteen years. So that's kind of um, obviously that you've got the hundred thousand dollars. It's it's building up a bit of, you know, it's growing while you're taking your ten thousand dollars out. So the hundred thousand dollars grows by seven thousand dollars on average for the year. You take your ten thousand dollars out at the end of the year, you're still left with ninety-seven thousand. So you can see there where you can actually take your ten thousand dollars indexed to inflation uh, for for thirteen years before you actually run out, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of those things where most people. If you're retiring at 65, you probably don't really want to be traveling much past 78 anyway. So no. I think the – so to give you the I have of, a I have a client, yeah. Liz, that we've spoken about before. She yeah. loves travel. Yeah. So she's currently at work right now yeah. on the Monday money. the 1st of March. Yep. Yeah. So, so at the end of 2020, yeah. we looked at – she had enough to live her base level yeah, of yeah. – of, yeah. of uh, retirement income yeah. forever in a day, which included some money for travel. Yeah. What we also looked at then is the trade-off between working an extra one to two years yep. and, and topping yeah. up um, by a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, the equation. I won't go into too many personal figures, of course, because but but basically, um, an extra year's work yeah makes it, makes it correlates better. into roughly an extra hundred thousand dollars of yep. of retirement totally. savings by virtue of the fact that mm. she has uh, the highest amount of money she's ever had working for her. Mm. Um, so it's a return on that, her money making money, um, salary sacrifice contributions going in mm. and employer contributions going in yep. and living off, of course, um, the, the the wage. Yep. Um, so so basically, um, she is right, she is at, Liz, uh, I know you'll probably be listening <laughs> later on, but you're, you're, right, you're at work right now yeah, on it's, it's Monday the 1st of March. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so um, the trade-off discussion was: do, do you work an extra one year yeah. or two years? Now we're taking it one year at a time. Yeah, but so, um, like eating an elephant, yeah. one bite at a time. But 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 what does that? The trade-off for that made sense yeah. because the year goes quickly. Yeah, and um, and the, and, and the, she works in the education system. Yeah, and. Um, my wife's a teacher, so I know they start counting down from the first week of school. <laughs> they talk to, about to, weeks all the time. My to, parents are uh, school teachers. They always talk about it's week seven. It's week, week seven. What yeah, what's, what is this week seven? Um, yeah. We only have 10 weeks to go. Yeah. They, they start counting down from week yeah. one. So, yeah. so we're like more than halfway through the first term, yeah. I think we yeah. are, um, yeah. until Easter. Yes. So um, the year goes quickly. Yeah. Now, um, it won't be too long. It'll 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 go just like that, mm. and we'll be sitting down in December of this year, two thousand twenty-one, and Liz would have finished another year. Yeah, and I'll be able to say, okay, well, that's that's made an extra hundred thousand dollars of you difference. What, can, what you, can you do with that money? So yeah, yeah. Now, and, now I tell know, me those figures I, again, Dallas. And I know I know Liz, I know Liz well, and I know her her travels really well. So the next yeah. one is probably a better example for Liz because she likes to go to some really really interesting uh, mm. places, and so. 
the the ten thousand dollars a year of income lasts you for thirteen years. If you were to draw fifteen thousand dollars a year instead from the hundred thousand, from the hundred thousand, so whether that's fifteen thousand in one year or it's thirty thousand dollars for for a a more uh, a, a bigger trip, a more out there sort of trip every yeah. two years, that lasts you eight years. Mm. So, and that's probably to be honest, the the one that lines up with most people that we're talking to is that. Mm. For that first, you know, you're retiring at 65. For that first eight or so years of your retirement, you want to go on a, you want to go on those, you know, bucket list trips every year or two. And and if you know, for a lot of people, it's every two years to go on that big trip to mm. the, the places that they've always wanted to go, they haven't seen. So that fifteen thousand dollars a year or thirty thousand dollars every two years is normally what our average client is talking about when they're talking about wanting to travel in retirement. Mm. So. That's, I think, the probably the, the key there is that for Liz in that case, if she can work that extra year, build up that $100,000 of extra retirement savings, we sort of quarantine that off to the side and go, you're going to draw $15,000 a year out of that and it's going to last you the next eight years and that first eight years of retirement, which is when you're going to be wanting to go and do all that travel. Now, like you just said, the point there is that it, it will run out in eight years' time, and that's fine because you've already got all your basic expenses with a bit of travel built into that. Mm. Separate to that, we've, we've quarantined that in, in, in the first bucket, but you know that you can run this out over that first eight years of your retirement, go on some of these you know, bigger, uh, uh, more out-there holidays that are going to cost more money, and, and you know that when you run that out, it's okay because you, you've got all your other needs taken care of. Dallas, it's taken 10 years, but I've finally got you talking about siphoning money off. <laughs> for, for, for the last Stop. 10 years, you've got, no, no, it's all together. It's, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's uh, is, money's gonna, money. And <laughs> when you say siphoning, people are going to think you're some sort of money launderer. No, no, no. What we're talking about here is siloing, I would siloing say. Siloing money. So, so siloing Michael's, Michael's money. big on going, this money's here for this and this money's here for this. And I always go, money's money. Money doesn't care yeah. what it's for. It's just, it's dollars. But yeah. you're right, it's, it's, a, it's not that... So when we talk about having this money quarantined, whether it's actually physically quarantined or whether it's just mentally quarantined or siloed, it's the same sort of thing. Matter. Is that you go? What we're trying to achieve here is that we want some of this money to be mentally allocated for it's it's for the long term, it's forever. We only draw our basic income needs out of that. We got this extra money off off, off the top here, and generally it is because uh, people have maybe worked a year longer than what they what they had planned to or they've come into a bit of a windfall or something like that, and they've got $100,000 that, that's extra to requirements, you go, what, are, what, can you, what can you do with that? And that's, I mean, I fear at the, at the risk of getting stuck in now another rant about buying a new car, if you look at that $100,000 and think, I can go and buy $100,000 or you know, a $90,000 brand new car, great, I've got that asset, and, but then in 10 years' time, it's, it's worth bugger all. Or you can treat that hundred thousand as this is this is a bucket of money here that I'm going to run out of on purpose. It's going to fund fifteen thousand dollars a year worth of travel for me for the next eight years. For that first eight years of my retirement, it's going to allow me to mm. see all the things that I've always dreamed of. It's going to allow me to go and have all those experiences, and um, and I know that it's it's not impacting the rest of my my retirement plans. It's yeah. it's a great. Uh, I think it's it's a it's probably the the way to do it is you're right michael there is there is some benefit to to siloing of money and treating it as as separate and if you'd like to talk about this and talk about where you need to be to to meet your base level of income needs and and then also talk about you know how would we top up Mm -hmm. in order to be able to do these these um these great overseas travel 
when we're finally allowed to travel again overseas. Um, it's going to happen at some stage. We, yeah. I'm sure we're going to be allowed to, yeah. to do that again. Um, certainly reach out to us, podcast at mo50.com.au. Yep. Um, the, the process is that from anywhere in Australia, we're able to have a, a um, Zoom meeting with you. And um, the feedback that we've got from the, the, the listeners that have actually taken that up is that it's a really, really uh, non-confrontational way to, to, to look at their... Yeah, um, situation, their yeah. situation yep. and look at a, a plan of attack hmm. um, because it is daunting to have to walk into yep. a financial planner's office and lay your, lay your cards on the table. So yep. that's a really, really, um, really, really good way to do it to the start. So we have a one-hour Zoom meeting, yep. no cost to you or, and no obligation certainly. Yep. And we start to talk about some of these things. It's yep. very high level at and that, that, at that, that yep. first meeting. And, and this is exactly the, like you say, the, the high level thing of – um, these trade-offs, you know, we, we use that word trade-offs all the time, but this mm. is uh, something that we're talking about a lot with our clients. Most people that we meet with, they want to be a self-funded retiree. That's that's sort of priority number one. They want to be able to make sure they're not going to run out of money in retirement. Priority number two is they want to travel. They want to go and do these fun things. They've got yeah. things that they that they have that they want to be able to to go and do and see. And so, it's really just the trade-off of going. You know, how much how much in retirement savings do you need to, to tick the first box and and how much do you do you probably need to tick the second box and, and be able to go and do those things and and are you willing to you know like in Liz's case are you willing to work that bit extra or, or give up that little bit extra every year to build up that extra uh, bucket of money and and like you say that's that's sort of the type of thing we talk about at first meeting and it's just about those. It's it's not our place to tell people of what they should or shouldn't be doing. It's it's their decision then of the trade offs of what do I really want in those early years of my retirement? How do I fund that? And and what do I have to do between now and then to make it happen? Reach out podcast at mo50.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty financial advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.